morning, everyone. It's good to see. Uh, good to see you all. There is a discrepancy and inconsistency in the way that the Purim is described by the Megillah. Initially, in Parakes Pasukutes, the day of Purim is described as a Yom Yemei Simcha Umishtev Yom Tov, a day of celebrating, rejoicing, eating and drinking, and a holiday, a Yom Tov. However, three psukim later, the Megillah describes Purim as Yemei Mishtev Simcha, simply a day of eating and drinking and rejoicing and celebrating. But the description, the appellation of Yom Tov is left out. And the Gemara explains in Masechus Megillah and Afhei Amidbeis that initially when uh, Chazal instituted uh, the Yom Tov of Purim, it was instituted as a Yom Tov. It included three components. It was a day of Simcha, that was also Behespeid, a day of Mishnah, eating and drinking, was also betainis, not allowed to fast, and a day of Yom Tov, and included as well an Easter Malacha. However, in order for a Takon of Chazal to be enforced, it has to be accepted by the majority of Klal Yisrael. And even though Hesped Vitainis, Kiblu Alayu, they accepted the Hesped and the Tainis, the Easter Hesped and Tainis, but they did not accept the Easter Malacha, Malacha Loi Kiblu Alayu. And even though initially that was the way it was formulated as a day of Simcha, Mishnah, and Yom Tov, uh, that part of that third component was not accepted, and therefore three psukim later it's described as Yemei Mishta Vesimcha without the description of, of Yom Tov, because the Yisra Malacha was not accepted. And that is uh, generally how we assume, Halacha Lomais, if you look down at Ois Yud Beis, the Shulchan Aruch tells us, Perm is Mutter Basiyas Malacha. So for all intents and purposes, Perm is Mutter Basiyas Malacha, the Shulchan Aruch adds, if you do Malacha on Perm, ain't a Roya Simen Bracha, but it's best to uh, not go to work on Perm. But if a person has a, has a need to go, as a Dover Hefseid, uh, it would be no worse than Chalamoid, certainly, and a person would be, uh, would be mutter, Ba'asiyas Malacha. So generally speaking, the Yisra of Asiyas Malacha was not accepted, and even though that was initially how it was formulated, uh, practically there is no Yisra Malacha on Purim. Yeah? Why wouldn't it be Baltosif? Have, uh, it's a good question. Why not be baptized to have the whole Yom Tov of Purim? It's a fantastic question. Or why not Hanukkah? The Gemara addresses it. It's somehow included in Los Sosor that they have the ability to establish new Yom Tovim. Why is it Hanukkah? Hanukkah. But it's it's too much like a That's the question. That's a, it's, a it's a fantastic point. The Rishonim asked this in Rosh Hashanah. It's a topic in its own right. Is why isn't establishing new Yom Tovim a violation of baptism? It's a fantastic point. But either way, that was how Yom Tov, the Purim was initially formulated with Anissa Malacha, but, but that third component was not accepted, and that's why it's later described as Yemei Mishtav Simcha. However, there seems to be uh, a machlaikas as to what then, what are we left with now? Is it really a Yom Tov, as they initially formulated it, but it's just lacking Anissa Malacha? It's a Yom Tov like any other Yom Tov without Anissa Malacha, or perhaps once the Anissa Malacha wasn't accepted, it no longer has the status of a Yom Tov at all. The nature of the day was fundamentally changed. And this is perhaps a running machlekes within the Shulchan Aruch, within the Paiskim. The Mishnah Bura and Simon Tafres, Sadi Hesekon, Tezvav. The Yom Tov has two dinim. Yom Tov each Malacha and then a Yom Tov. It's a Simcha we have. That's your definition of a Yom Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Is it a Yom Tov or is it not a Yom Tov? Is it a Yom Tov without an Isa Malacha? Perhaps you can't have such a thing. And when the Isa Malacha wasn't accepted, the nature of the day fundamentally changed. So the Mishdebura quotes in the name of the Magan Avram, I'm sorry, in the name of the uh, Marshal and uh, Yaakov Emdin, that just like on every other Yom Tov you have to have a Suda with Pas, so too on uh, Purim you have to have a Suda with bread. And therefore, that one opinion in the Mishdebura is if a person forgets Al Anisim on Purim, 
at benching, he would have to go back and bench again, like a person who forgot the Alevi Yavoy on a Yom Tif would have to go back and bench again. However, the opinion of the Magan Avram is, and that's the second opinion quoted by the Mishnah Bura, is that you do not have to eat pas on Purim, the obligation to have a formal su'udo like on Yom Tif, and therefore if you forget al Anisim, uh, you do not have to go back and bench again, and practically that's how we uh, would function because of the rule of Suffolk Brachas Lahakil. But there is one opinion in the Mishnah Bura that you have to have pas, just like in every other Yom Tif, and it could be that these two opinions are reflecting these two perspectives. Is it still a Yom Tif? Just as uh, the Isa Malacha component uh, doesn't exist, that part wasn't accepted, but it is a Yom Tif, and therefore you should have to have pas like every other Yom Tif. You forget the Al and Isim, you'd have to go back and repeat the benching. Or perhaps once the Isa Malacha wasn't accepted, it's no longer considered to be uh, a Yom Tif at all, and the uh, other halachas of a Yom Tif wouldn't exist. There'd be no obligation to have pas, you forget Alanisim, you wouldn't have to go back and repeat benching. Was there a time when it was more of a yomtif than it is now? It was never accepted. It sounds like three psukim later. I don't think there was a time lag. It was just that, that was how they wanted it to be, but it didn't pan out. Not quite. They suggest we have an Isa Malacha, but that part of the that part of the uh, Yom Tif, in order for a thing to abundant to be accepted, it has to for have to be normative. It has to be accepted by the uh, community, and that part wasn't accepted. The Isa Malacha. Why do you write it like that the first time? What? That was how they wanted it to be. No, that was what they initially thought of. That's what they wanted it to be, but it didn't. Uh, it was. It wasn't. Yeah, it didn't. How it was never ever said. Halal, no. No. It was an Isa Malacha. Initially, it was intended to be an Isa Malacha. Uh, wouldn't they have thought of Halal first, you know, and then Isa Malacha maybe later? Halal, the Gemari asks why no Halal. Either the Kriya Samigila is Halal, or there's no Halal in the Nase that occurs in Chutzlar. Hanukkah doesn't have an Isa Malacha, yet, you know, the first thing they do is say Halal. As the asks all this. How come we find Halal on Hanukkah and not on Purim? It's a good question. Yeah, there's a chiv suda, but the no, question is suda. Yeah, but the question is, is pass like every other yontif or no pass? Yeah. So we have the. This could be as well the uh, underlying issue between the shulchan aruch and the rama. Look at the shulchan aruch. It's in tafresh sadivav sivdal. The shulchan aruch says kol divrei avelus anoygim mechanical purim. Avelus is in full force on purim. Even though in a Yantif, as we know, there is no Avelos, on Purim there is Avelos. The Ramah disagrees. It says, Yesh Oymim She'ein Avelos Noeg B'Purim. There's no Avelos, but Dvarim Shebitzina are Noeg, and Purim doesn't cancel Shiva like we would find by other Yomim Toivim. However, the Rush, in a Sefer, quotes in, in Moed Kain, in the name of the Sefer Hamikza Oz, that just like a Yantif cancels Shiva, so too Purim should cancel Shiva. Just like a Yom Tif. Meaning that the uh, Sefer HaMikzoos, at least, uh, is reflecting the position that Purim is like every other Yom Tif. Even though there's no Isa Malacha, it would continue to, be, uh, continue to be a Yom Tif like any other Yom Tif. And the Ramah adopts this at least somewhat, that there's no Avelos before Hesed, that's no Egan uh, Purim, even though it doesn't cancel Shiva, there's no Avelos before Hesed. The Shulchan Aruch feels that this is like every other day. Once there's no Isa Malacha, the nature of the day fundamentally changed. It's no longer a Yom Tov. And you'll be able to have Avelos. And the Ramah, he doesn't go all the way to say that Purim cancels Shiva, but at least he says Avelos is not Noik before Hesia on Purim. Kabbalah? No. Then why not? Because Purim was initially intended to be a Yom Tif. We have also Rav Amram saying that you don't say Al-Nisim at night. Uh, can I get it? I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. It's on the sheet. He was another one for him. Yes. He didn't sit. 
So you don't sit and you don't visit. No. No, but but it doesn't cancel shiva. Doesn't cancel, doesn't cancel shiva. So it's a little bit. It's a nishma. It's a little bit like a yomtiv. Because Shochanah says it's like every other day of shiva. You sit shiva like any other day. Because Shochanah held once there's no isim malacha. So even though there's an isim hasbi betainis, it's not a yomtiv. So it doesn't. It certainly doesn't cancel shiva, and shiva would be noig. And the Ramah says no. The same Ramah also said it cancels shiva. That far we don't go. But the Ramah says a little bit of yomtiv still. You bury on, on yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay, this could also be this could also be this could also be the issue over here in the two opinions of the Mishnah Bura about getting married on Purim. The Shulchan Aruch, which is not surprising based on what he said about Avelos, Shulchan Aruch holds Purim is no longer a yomtiv. Once the Yisra Malacha was dropped, the nature of the day fundamentally changed. It's like any uh, day where there's important mitzvahs, but it's not a yomtiv. So therefore, the Shulchan Aruch says, "Muta Lisa Yisha Purim." You're allowed to get married on Purim, even though we don't have weddings on a Yom Tif, because the Pasuk says, V'samachtu b'chagecha, the Gemara Mo'ikon, Chesim Abbez Dashin, V'samachtu b'chagecha, V'loi b'ishtecha. You are supposed to be happy on Yom Tif exclusively with the Yom Tif, not uh, intermingle with that, uh, getting married. Ein ma'arv and simcha v'simcha. Nonetheless, on Purim, you can't get married, because Purim is not a Yom Tif. And already the Mishnah Brewer quotes opinions, the Magen Avram, the Chemed Moshe, that are uh, unhappy with arranging a wedding on uh, on Purim, they say you should make it on uh, Tainus Esther or perhaps on Shushan Purim, but not on Purim itself. And what, what perhaps motivating them in uh, not allowing a wedding to be arranged specifically on Purim is because is because a Purim uh, maintains some status as a yomtif, and therefore we should apply the same rule for Samachta B'chagecha you shouldn't have a wedding on uh, Yom Tif, and therefore you shouldn't have a wedding on Purim as well. I so, could, huh? I about okay. Purim, we have Shushan Purim. How many you want? Three. Yeah, we have two. You don't give us two. Somebody who you suffer, you give us two. <laughs> suffer. If it's a real Yom uh, so we have these two perspectives. Again, the Gemara said initially they established it was intended to enact Purim with an Isim Malacha. That part wasn't accepted, the, that component. And there seems to be this running Machlaikas. Is it at least the Yom Tif still? You know, just it's absent the Isim Malacha, or perhaps the nature, once the Isim Malacha didn't stick, the, didn't become normative, so then the nature of the day fundamentally changed and it's no longer a Yom Tif, could have an Afkamina by Avelos, or perhaps getting married. However, the Ramah is somewhere in between. He's confusing. The Shulchan Aruch seems to be of the opinion it's not a Yom Tif at all. There's Avelos, you could get married. The Ramah seems to assume there are vestiges, you know, the residual uh, effects of the fact that it was initially intended to be a Yom Tif, even though the Isa Malacha didn't stick. It maintains somewhat of that status of being a Yom Tif, but not all the way. It's somewhere in the middle. It doesn't cancel Shiva. He didn't go that far. But Shiva's name, but not Dvarm Bifahesya. Uh, only Dvarm Shabit Sina. So perhaps the Ramah has a more nuanced understanding of what kind of Yom Tif we are left with on Purim. It's not a Yom Tif like the other Yom Tifim, it seems to be uh, a different kind of Yom Tif. And perhaps uh, we can understand that the Ramah, the Ramah's definition of what the nature of the Yom Tif of Purim is about, how it differs from the only Yom Tifim, through the lens of a Gemara in Mesechus Megillah and Avdadam and Aleph. The Gemara tells us, in the name of Yeshua ben Levi, a person has to read the Megillah at night and again by day. As the Pesach says in Tehillim, I call to you during the day, you didn't answer, but at night I will not be silent. So we read the Megillah during the day and we do it again at night. Now Titus writes that the primary Kriyas HaMegillah is by day. 
That's why Taisa says, as that's implied by the Pasuk, the Pasuk first list, the Kriyas Megillah of the day, Elokai Ekre Yoimam, first is the day, then Velayla Veloy Dumiyali, then the night Kriya. So the main Kriya is during the day. And Taisa says, how do you know the main Kriya is during the day? Not only is the first in the Pasuk, but if you look at the second to the last line over here, Oizvav, he says, Gam Ika HaSeuda Biyamamahu. The main Suda is uh, during the day. Because the Pasuk says, Yemei Mishte V'Simcha. It should be days of Mishte and Simcha. So if you eat the Sudas Purim at night, lo Yotzei Deichai Vosai. You're not the Yotzei, the Sudas Purim at night, it has to dafka be by day. And the Gemara says in Mesechus Megillah, and Daphne Zayin and Aleph, that the Kriyas HaMegillah is connected with the Suda. Because the Pasuk says, Bayamim Ha'ela Nizkarim V'Naasim are remembered and performed. When do we perform the Suda? By day. So says Taisvis, there's a connection between reading the Megillah and the Suda. If the Suda is by day, when is the main Kriyas and Megillah? The main Kriyas and Megillah as well should be by day. That's why Taisvis claims, even though we make a Shechianu at night on the Kriyas and Megillah, we go back and we make a Shechianu again on the Kriyas and Megillah of the day. Why? Because the primary Kriyas HaMegillah is not the one at night, even though that's the one that receives most of the attention from the children. The main primary Kriyas HaMegillah is the Kriyas HaMegillah of the morning. In fact, the Turei Evan says the whole Kriyas HaMegillah at night is only the Rabbonah. The Kriyas HaMegillah of the day might be Midivrei Kabbalah. That has its source in the Megillah itself. That's what the Megillah is discussing, is the Kriyas HaMegillah of the day. The Kriyas HaMegillah at night is uh, on a lower, lower status. Why then do we bother reading the Megillah at night? What's the whole purpose of the Megillah at night if it's only uh, if it's on a lower level? So the Nitziv in his Hamek Sheila has a fantastic explanation about what the Kriyas Megillah at night is all about. He says if you look at the exchange that takes place in the Gemara, it seems unusual. The Gemara look back at Daud and Aleph. The Gemara quotes the name of Yeshua and Levi. Chayv Adam Likras is a Megillah Balayla l'shanoi sebayoyim. You have to read the Megillah at night l'shanoi sebayoyim. So the Gemara says, They thought initially to read the Megillah at night, and to learn the Mishnayas of Mesechtas Megillah by day. No Kriyas of Megillah, just to learn the Mishnayas, meaning they understood the word, that you should learn the Mishnayas. And then he told them, no, that was a mistake. What he meant was, like Mishnah Torah, to repeat. Ever parashasa davas naya to read it once, then to repeat it again. But the Nisiv says, what kind of you know unusual havamina is this? You should learn. We have such a concept that you should have a kiyum of the mitzvah of Megillah by learning the Mishnayas. So the Nisiv claims, in fact, this is true even according to the conclusion of the Gemara. The purpose of the Kriyas of Megillah during the day is to learn it uh, you know, with a deeper understanding and appreciation. And the only way to do that, that's why the Gemara thought initially to learn the Mishnayas. But then the Gemara says, no, what it means is to repeat the Megillah again. But even our repeating of the Megillah again by day is because we're meant to learn it with, uh, with a deeper sense of understanding. But that's only possible if a person uh, familiarized himself, reminded himself of the story at night. So we read the Megillah at night, says in the that's like Hachana. We're preparing ourselves, we're re-familiarizing ourselves with the story of Purim, so it's not something new. And then comes Purim morning. Now we're prepared to delve uh, deeper 
I don't think you should be reading Mepharshim during the Kriyas Megillah during the day. You should follow the Megillah. But it's meant to approach it with a deeper sense of understanding and appreciation uh, for what's taking place. And that's only possible if we prepare ourselves the night before by reading the Megillah once. This Pasuk so, Velikai Ekra, what's, yeah. what's it talking about? Is this, that's not talking about Megillah. Not talking about Megillah. So don't, why don't we apply it to every mitzvah, like Kriyas Torah, and then we should read it at night? Another thing Good question. Why all of a sudden Megillah? Why did the Gemara... Why the Megillah, necessarily? It has nothing to do with Megillah. The Gemara often does that, though. It applies Psukim and Tehillim, which are really talking about other things. To, that's the wisdom of Chazal. We don't have that ability to do that. Anyway, so the Kriyas of Megillah at night is just to prepare primarily for the Kriyas of Megillah during the day. But when is the primary real Kriyas of Megillah? The bona fide Kriyas of Megillah is uh, in the morning. And it's not only the Kriyas HaMegillah that takes place by day, but in fact, most of the mitzvahs of Purim only take place uh, during the day. Well. Are, at least according to the Ramah. The Ramah writes, at the end of Simen Tafresh Tzadi Hei, when do we have the mitzvah of Mishloach Manois? Davka by day. V'yesh l'shloach Manois b'yoyim b'loy b'layla. And says the Mishnah Bura, Hu adin matanas l'avyoyim. Only apply during the day, not at night. Why? Now, it could be that this is because Mishleach Manus and Matanus of Yainim are connected in order to facilitate the Sudas Purim. And the Suda is only by night. As the Pasik says, <laughs> Yemei Mishra Vesimcha. Suda is, uh, has to be Dafka at night. We said, therefore, the Kriyasim uh, Dafka by day. And the Kriyasim Megillah also has to be Dafka by day because it's connected to the Suda, which is Dafka by day. So it could be that the Mishlach Manas and the Matanas of Yainim are also in order to facilitate the Suda. The Suda is by day. So Mishlach Manas and Matanas of Yainim are also Dafka by, by day. That's how the Ramam implies. The Ramam writes, Ketzad Chayva Suda Zu. How does a person fulfill the chiyuv of Sudas Purim? Suda. No, it gives you all the details. Then the very next halacha he writes, V'chein, and so too, and of course the language of the Rambam is always significant, V'chein chayev adam l'shleach shtei manos shabasar, he has to do the mitzvah mishleach manos. But he includes it in the context of performing the Sudas Purim. V'chein, and so too, you have to give mishleach manos. Well, and then the Ramam continues in the very next halacha. What does one have to do with the other? What does the Matanas Yainim have to do with the Suda? That I should say it's preferable to spend more, to make it, to, to emphasize to a greater degree Matanas Yainim than the Suda's perm. Well, what does one have to do with the other? Two separate mitzvahs. The answer is. Know that they all seem to be in the same framework, and that is facilitating the Sudas Purim. Mishlayach Manas is to facilitate the Suda, Matanas Avyayim is to give people tzedakah, to make sure that they have uh, food for the Sudas Purim. And that's why the mitzvah exists primarily and only uh, on, during the day. That's when the Suda exists. That's when the mitzvah Mishlayach Manas and Matanas Avyayim would exist. If there's no Kedush Zayam, why would you assume it could be night before? Like Rosh Chodesh, for example. Okay, I get to Rosh Chodesh one second. Oh, one second. Yeah, always one step ahead, Ruby. Oh. <laughs> okay, so that's perhaps why it has to be specifically during the day. In fact, there's a famous Shaila that was asked of the Chumas Hadeshan can a person give Matanus Mishleach uh, Manus from things that are not food items? I think he wants to give. Uh, you know, uh, flowers. Yeah, flowers, uh, you know, a nice oh, dish. Can you give Mishleach Manas with those types of items? So the Turumah Sadeshin says no, because the whole purpose of Mishleach Manas is to increase the Suda. 
As the Gemara says in Masechus Megillah, two Amoraim switched Suudos. I gave you my Suudo, you gave me your Suudo. When we Yoyt say not only Suudos Purim, but Mishleach Manas too. Because I gave you my Suudo, you gave me your Suudo. But the whole purpose of Mishleach Manas is to facilitate the Suudo, says the Chumash Sadeshan. And that's how it sounded like from the Rambam. And therefore, says the Chumash Sadeshan, it has to be food items. It per- perhaps, if that's the Pshat, some place can claim it should be food items that are eaten at the Suudo. It shouldn't be candies and potato chips. Because that's not the whole purpose of Mishleach Manis is to facilitate the Suda. So it has to be foods that are generally eaten at the Suda. I don't think it has to be two food items with different brachas. I'm not sure what the authoritative source is for that uh, called the Posak, that it has to be two items with different brachas. In fact, it could even be just two portions of the same item. Look we'll back in the Rambam. The Rambam writes, V'chein chayev adam v'shteach shtei manoi shabasar. What is that? Shtei manos shabasar. Two portions of meat. Says the prima godam in his Rosh Yosef. Even if it's the same meat, I send you one piece of chicken, and then I send you another piece of chicken. So that's, uh, that's two manos. That's what Ramam said. Others disagree. The Rosh disagrees, and he says it has to be two different uh, types of chicken. You know, okay, you send a dark meat and white meat. So then, okay, one is uh, flat, you know, one is uh, basar, behema, one is basar oif. Fine. Okay, so then he says that's Mishleach Manus. The Rosh thinks you can't just send two slices of meat and be yaitzel like that. But it certainly doesn't have to be two brachas. The Ramam said you can send two portions of meat, whether it's the same type of meat or different types of meat. It clearly doesn't have to be two brachas. And per- perhaps it should be, preferably be uh, foods that are eaten at the Suda, not little, uh, not little nosh. However, and that's perhaps why Mishlach Manas Matanas Avyanim has to specifically be by day, because it's connected with the Suda. There is another... Matanas Avyanim is connected with Suda too. It's different. That's a good question. You're right. Sometimes Matanas Avyanim is separated from the Kriyas Megillah, which is a good question. Why? If the whole purpose... Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right. There would be a kasha on my misunderstanding. If you send Manas to to Ani, are you Yodzei both? That's a good question. Can you be Yodzei Mishlech Manas Matanas Avyanim together? There, are they two separate mitzvahs or really the same thing? It's also a separate topic. Yeah. It's for the Suda, isn't it? If it's all related to the Suda, so then perhaps, yes. There's another possibility, Mishleach Manas, though. The Manos Halevi, which is a Shlom Halevi alphabet on the Megillah, suggests that perhaps, in his comments on the Megillah, suggests that perhaps the purpose of Mishleach Manas is to create Ahavireus, as we're accused by Haman of being Am, Mephosim, Mephurad, Ben Ha'amim. The purpose of Mishleach Manas is to counter that argument and to create Ahva and Reus between Klal Yisrael. Therefore, according to the Manos Halevi, if you accept his understanding of Mishleach Manas, not like the Chumas Hadesh, and one could be say with uh, giving Kalim, or could be say perhaps sending a card, by the way, I made a donation in your honor, that creates Ahva Vireus, perhaps. And then uh, I think you could be say uh, with your little candies and your potato chips. According to the Manos Halevi, there is a fulfillment of Mishleach Manos with those items as well. So perhaps most people are in fulfillment of Mishleach Manos according to the Manos Halevi that increase the of Reyes. But in my opinion, at least with one person, you should try and be Yaitse Mishleach Manos according to Aladeus, like the Shumas Hadeshen, and give meal foods. Uh, two meal foods, whether it's the same bracha or different brachas, I don't think makes a difference. But two meal foods to at least one person. So if, if the Matanas Yonim is tied to the Suda, yes. giving, the charity, giving charity to an organization on Purim, you're not Yosef. No, I don't think so. You have to make sure the guy's going to eat with food. Yes. How do you do that? No, you have to make sure that he has the opportunity to use it for the Suda's Purim. 
That's why it has to be dafka on the day, and it has dafka to aniyim. You can't give to the shul. We give to the shul every other day of the year. <laughs> but uh, I'm firm, you wouldn't be yotzim atanas of yotzim like that. But if you understand, like the manas halevi, at least, why does it have to be specifically during the day? Why are all of the mitzvahs of Purim, the Kriyas and Megillah, specifically during the day? As we saw, it's connected to the Suda. Suda specifically during the day. Mishleach manas matanas of yotzim. Also, specifically during the day, why are all of these uh, mitzvahs specifically uh, dafka during the day? And even the Isa Malacha, even when it was initially enacted, was only during the day. That's why the, the uh, Bir Halacha says in certain places, perhaps they did accept the Isa Malacha. Again, we said initially they intended Purim to have an Isa Malacha. Which you may, Simcha Umishta Yom Tov. But then the Isa Malacha wasn't accepted. However, the Ramah says there might be uh, certain communities that maintain this Isa Malacha. But the Pima Gadim is quoted by the Biyalach over here, Oisid Beis, the Davka Bayoim. Ababalayla, and Eitzachama Shari, this was only during the day there was an Isa Malacha. But at night, was never an Isa Malacha. Why are all of the mitzvahs of Burim specifically during the day and not at night? So the Meiri, the Sethless Megillah and Abdadim and Aleph suggest that perhaps it's because the Yamtif of Purim, it is a Yamtif. But the Yamtif is specifically during the day. He says that's why we go back and we make a Shechianu again. Even though we read the Megillah at night, we go back and we make a Shechianu again. With him. Night we read it with a Shechianu during the day, we go back and make another Shechianu. Because that is on the Yamtif of Purim, which is only during the day. Yesh Megalgan Lechiyuv Zman B'yoyim Mitzad Acher. At night it was on the Kriyasa Megillah. By day it's on the Yom Tif of Purim, and the Yom Tif of Purim is only by, the, by day. As opposed to every other Yom Tif, like Sukkis, you make a Shechianu, that's, uh, you make it at night on Kiddush, that covers the day too, because the Yom Tif extends from the night to the day. On Purim, the whole Yom Tif is only during the day. That's why all the mitzvahs, the Kriyasa Megillah, Matanah Savyanu, Mishlach Manasis Malacha, was all only during the day. Why is it specifically only during the day? Why not at night? So perhaps this reflects on the very uh, character of the nature of the Yom Tov Purim. It's different than other Yom Tovim. And this might be highlighted by the opinion of Rav Amum Goin, that was mentioned uh, by Ruby. It was quoted by the Beis Yosef at the end of Simon Tafresh Tzadi Gimel. The Rav Amum Goin's opinion is, we only say Al Hanisim, after the Kriyas Megillah, in Myriv, at night of Purim, but we say before Megillah, no Alanisim. It's only after the Kriyas Megillah. Because perhaps the Yom Tov of Purim is created by the Kriyas Megillah. In other words, it's not a day that is inherently Kadosh, like uh, Sukkis, like Pesach, that you have Kedushas Hayoim superimposed onto the calendar. It's inherent in the day. Purim becomes a Yom Tif by virtue of our Kriyas HaMegillah, by virtue of our actions, that what changes the nature of the day from being a regular day with a Hetta to becoming a special day. A day with a Yemei Mishta Vesimcha is because of our actions. Jolti in his Sefer Mishnah Siyavitz suggests that's perhaps the reason for the, uh, for the switch in the order, of the, the order of the descriptions of the day of Purim in the Psukim. Look back at Ois Aleph. Initially, Purim is described as a day of Simcha, Mishte, Yom Tov. We already noted that Yom Tov doesn't appear in the second time Purim is described, the three Psukim later, but also the order is switched. First it's Simcha, Umishta, then it's Yemei Mishte, Vesimcha, a day of eating and drinking, and then rejoicing and celebrating. Before we're celebrating and rejoicing, then eating and drinking. Here it's eating and drinking, 
then celebrating and rejoicing. So explains the Zolti because initially it was established like every other Yom Tiv. There should be a Kedushas Hayyim that's superimposed on the day. So it first comes Simcha. As, a, as a, you know, a function of that Simcha, we have to eat and drink. However, in the later formulations of the Yom Tiv of Purim, it maintained its status as a Yom Tiv for a different type of Yom Tiv. It's a Yom Tiv because of our actions, because we have Mishta Simcha, we eat and drink, because of the Kriya Samigillah, they go together, because they're linked, that makes it a day which is a Yom Tiv. That makes it into a day of Simcha. But it's not a day that was inherently Kodosh like the other Yom Tivim, it's a day that is changed by virtue of our actions of that which we do. And in that sense, perhaps it's similar to Rosh Chodesh. There are two times that we have Parshas HaMayadim that are mentioned in the Chumash. There's Parshas Re'eh as well. But the first is in Parshas Emma, where the Parshas HaMayadim is mentioned, where the, you have the different days that have Yisim Malacha with the Mitzvah Sayyim of each Yom Tif. And there Rosh Chodesh does not appear. There's no Rosh Chodesh mentioned in Parshas Emma. Parshas Pinchas, the Parshas HaMayadim is repeated again. There, focuses not on the Mitzvah Sayyim, but focuses on the Karbonos that are brought on each individual day of the different Yom Tovim with its uh, individual Karbonos. And there, in Parshas Pinchas, Rosh Chodesh is mentioned. Why is Rosh Chodesh mentioned? Oh, because Why is Rosh Chodesh mentioned in Parshas Pinchas? If it's one of the Yom Tovim for Parshas Pinchas, why is it not mentioned in Parshas Emor? With the other Mayadim. <coughs> the answer could be, because the Yom Tif of Rosh Chodesh is a Yom Tif. It's mentioned in Parshas Pinchas and the Parshas Mayadim. It might be a Mayad, but it's different in its uh, nature than the other Yom Tovim. Perhaps based on the Gemara and Brachis. The Gemara says in Brachis, Halacha we're familiar with, on a Yom Tif at night, if you forget Yalav Yavoy, you have to go back and repeat Shemona Esrei, you do. What about in Rosh Chodesh, you forget Yalav Yavoy at night, you have to repeat Shemona Esrei? No. no. Why not? Because and based on the Kachin is Chodesh says the Gemara. That you couldn't have Kiddush HaChodesh by day, meaning it might not be Rosh Chodesh. What about second day Rosh Chodesh, a two day Rosh Chodesh? The month cannot, we have no 31 day months in Yiddishkeit. We have either 29 or 30. It can't be longer than 30. So 30th day comes, it's for sure Rosh Chodesh. For sure, the Gemara says, Shailah, you, you need Adam. You don't need Adam. We know already at night there's going to be Rosh Chodesh. Hey, because, because the, day, the month cannot be longer than 30 days. So do you have to go back and repeat the Yalav Yavo at night? No. No. Why not? You'll say, Even though we already know it's going to be Rosh Chodesh. Okay. That's Tysus' explanation, but the Shita Mekubetzis writes, in Mesechtas Brochus, the following. He writes, because the night is not part of the Yom Tov of Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is a Yom Tov that only exists during the day, and that sense it's similar to Purim. There is no Yom Tov of Rosh Chodesh at night. It's only during the day, and therefore, if you forget the Yalav Yavah at night of uh, Rosh Chodesh, you don't repeat the Yalav Yavah, not only because Eim Mekadshin is a Chodesh, but a technical reason it might not be Rosh Chodesh, because Rosh Chodesh only exists as a Yom Tif. During the day, it doesn't exist at night. Why not? So explains the result in the Mishnah Siyavitz, because Rosh Chodesh also is not inherently a day with Isam Malacha, that's inherent Kedusha and superimposed on the calendar. It's a day that becomes a Yom Tif because we bring on that day a carbon Musaf. That's why it's not born in Parshas Amor. It has no Yisim It's not like the other Yom Tovim. That's a day that's inherently Kadosh. It's a day that becomes Kadosh because of the carbon Musaf that we bring on that day. That's why it's brought in Parshas Pinchas, not in Parshas Amor. This could be why we remove our Tefillin 
on Rosh Chodesh only before Musaf, which it seems to be odd. On every other Yom Tif, we don't wear Shabbos, we don't wear Tefillin, because Tefillin is called an Ois V'hayla Ois HaYadcha, and Shabbos and Yom Tif is called an Ois Ois Hibayni Uveinichem. So there's no Tefillin on Yom Tif, no Tefillin on Shabbos. What about on Rosh Chodesh? So we wear Tefillin on Rosh Chodesh. Why then are we so nervous we have to remove the Tefillin before Musaf? This is a minute that's quoted by the Ramah, both in Hilchus Tefillin and in Hilchus Rosh Chodesh. So the Archashokhan writes, there's no reason for this minute. Even the Radvaz himself said, he doesn't know the reason. The Radvaz says, it's not found anywhere in the Gemara, not found anywhere in the Paiskim, our justification for this minute, why can't you have your tefillin on? By Musaf. There's some problem with Keser, saying Keser with tefillin, uh, it's a minute of the Ramah, but at least by the Ashkenazim, well, why do they take off their tefillin before Musaf? They don't say Keser. Why do they take off their tefillin before Musaf? What's the reason for the minute? So says the Radvaz, it's because once the car time for the carbon musaf comes, the bemusaf daima rashchaydish liyam and taivim. At that point, it becomes like a yamtiv shenikru ice roy lasas lo heker. So it becomes an ice. When does rashchaydish become an ice? At the time of tefilas musaf, it becomes a yamtiv by virtue of our bringing the carbon musaf. So that's why once the time for tefilas musaf comes, we have to remove our tefillin. Now it just became a yamtiv, a different type of yamtiv. It's not a yomtiv that existed the entire 24-hour period uh, from the night to the day. Only the time of the carbon Muslim, by virtue of the fact that we bring the carbon on that day, that uh, changes the nature of the day and makes it into a yomtiv by virtue of our actions. So similarly, perhaps on Purim, that's also the nature of the yomtiv of Purim. Initially, it was supposed to be a day of Yisam Allah like every other yomtiv. And it was supposed to, uh, you know, perhaps go from the day uh, to the night, the day of Kedusha superimposed on the calendar. But that part of the Yisam Allah was not accepted. But yet, it remains some, you know, a res- residual effects of the fact that it was meant to be a yamtif. And the Ramah, in fact, seems to say it's still somewhat of a yamtif. What kind of a yamtif is it? Perhaps it's a yamtif that's created by the Kriya Samigillah. Since we read the Megillah on that day, but only when we read the Megillah, which is during the day, that changes the nature of the Yom. It's not a day of Kedusha, which is superimposed on the calendar with Yisam Malacha. It's a day that becomes a Yom Tif by virtue of our actions of reading the Megillah per morning. Why doesn't the And perhaps, huh? Why doesn't the Kriya Megillah night start the Yom Tif? That's only to prepare ourselves for the Kriya Megillah of the day. It's not the real Kriya Megillah, it's the Hachonah. And perhaps this goes to the heart of what our Avaida on Purim is about. As we mentioned uh, yesterday, that uh, the Grah explained that on Yom Kippur we try and connect with the Rebbe Shalom to grow, to come closer to Hashem through uh, staying in Shul all day, through davening, through learning, through being daima to Malachim. But on Purim, uh, we are engaged in Divrei Chal. There is no Easter Malacha. There is uh, eating and drinking. It's the Kula Lachem as opposed to the Kula Lashem. Because we are trying to connect with the Rebbeinu Shalalem through the Divrei Chal, through the eating and the drinking, which are inherently not Kadosh. We're trying to connect with the Rebbeinu Shalalem through that. And just like on Rosh Chodesh, uh, through our actions, we can transform our time. Our time is not inherently Kadosh, but we can capitalize upon it to use it as an opportunity to come close to the Rebbeinu Shalalem, to grow and to progress. So too, on the Yom Tov Purim, perhaps there's specifically no Yisim Malacha to show us, to demonstrate that through the Chal, through the engaging in the work that we engage in every day, we can also grow, we can also come closer to the Rebbe Shalom through the eating and the drinking. It says Purim's like Rosh Hashanah.